Bye. I love you. Thank you. Crashing you into Mr. Wayne. No, please don't. Um... I need you here now, Barry. So you're saying you could travel back in time? But Bruce, I can fix things. I can save people. I can save my mom. I can save your parents. You can also destroy everything. Let's run it, dude. Run. Welcome, folks. This is a new episode of... From... Birds. I was very confused by that intro. I didn't know what he was doing at first. I was like, wait, what? Is, is he going to start? I was like, what's going on here? Yeah, sorry. I was trying to do a run, very run thing. It just, it it wasn't as natural as I thought. Hey, fuck that. It doesn't matter. Um, Today, special day. This review is special because this is... This is a review that got a do back on the DC train, I think. This is the day we review DC's The Flash. After maybe, what, a week and a half of, of struggle because we, we got to, to go to an early screening, like oh, yeah. two or three yeah, weeks was, in advance. It was a journey. It was definitely, oof, it was a lot. <laughs> I just want to um, say ultimately... the theater overbooked. Yeah, I don't know. This seems wild to me that you would sell so many passes that you would overbook a theater. It's like, why would you do that? Like, you know how many seats are in? I don't know. Um, but thanks to my co-host here, JT, we were able to get into a early screening of The Flash. And he is absolutely correct in saying, well, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll edit that you know, statement real quick. Because again, I feel like I say this all the time. I don't hate DC. It's not like I'm off the DC train. There are DC movies I like. I like the Shazam movies. I like uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. I like the first two thirds of Wonder Woman. Uh, That might be it. Oh, I like, I like Aquaman. I like Aquaman. Aquaman was cool. He yeah. likes Aquaman in the same way he likes the Fast and Furious movies. So no, that's not true. I actually do think Aquaman is pretty good. I think Aquaman is a little underrated, honestly. I, it's, it's a little, I will it's have a, to agree. It's a, little, it's a little too long. I will say it's a little too long, but I think for the most part, it's a pretty good movie. I think Aquaman is cool. I don't mind Aquaman. So it's, I yeah. think actually, I think I actually like, is that most of the DC movies? There's only like eight. That's, that's, one. Steel, that's a no. Suicide Squad, two, no. Uh, BVS, three. Wonder Woman, four. Um, Wonder Woman, 84. Be very specific. No, was I was crazy. saying Wonder Woman was number four in the DC movies. Oh, my bad. You were saying them like in order. Okay, got you. Yeah. Yeah, Wonder Woman, 84. We don't talk about that movie. We don't talk about that. No, 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 no. But anyway, we're not here to talk about the past. We're here to run forward into the future. Ah, nice wordplay. Thank you. Um, this movie is it's starring Ezra Miller as Barry Flash. We got Casey Clemens back as Iris West from the Zack Snyder. I believe she was cast as... Uh, Iris, yeah, she was she for for the original Justice League, but she was cut with well, um, the Justice League. Right, right, yeah, yeah. She was cut from the the just the Joss Whedon version of Justice League. Um, she was, but she was like in the Snyder cut. So yeah, yeah. Um, and so we got her. We 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 just got we got Michael Keaton back as Batman. Ben Affleck's back as as Batman briefly. Um, we got Sasha Kaye as the Supergirl. We've we've just got a, a great treasure trove of of DC characters uh, to kind of highlight um, what's come in the DC's in DC's past and opens the door for what's to come in DC's future. Phrasing, yeah, uh, I definitely agree on that. Um, I think. 
I mean, we, we you know everyone knows that DC movies are kind of heading into a new direction with James Gunn at the helm. And you know, I, I said before, I was like, I don't know about them doing Flashpoint, you know, for Flash's first ever movie. You know, I've said it before. You were but very adamant it, about that. It came together well. I was, I'm actually shocked. They, I was like, wow, they actually found a way to do it, and it was fine. You know, it, you know, it felt right. Um, you know, because like I said, this movie is an adaptation of the Flashpoint paradox. Uh, you know, probably Flash's most popular story. You know, the Flash, he goes back in time. Uh, though for those of you who don't know his origin story, his mom was killed by a mysterious figure, and his father was blamed for the murder. His father's innocent, of course. Um, father sent to jail for his whole life, and you know, so he grows up, and you know, he you know becomes a crime scene investigator. Yeah, crime scene investigator, and you know, yada yada yada, blah blah. The main point forensic is forensic scientist. There you go, forensic scientist. Isn't that the same thing? Pretty much. No. Forensic scientist. Yes. That's not. What's the difference? The forensic scientist analyzes the the uh, the evidence. The investigator is there on the scene. So is he a CSI in the show? Because he's definitely on the scene in the show. Yeah, he's CSI on the show. They tried to say he's a uh, he's the forensic scientist, but he, that's what that's what he actually is—a forensic scientist. But in this in this in the show, he's a CSI. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Well, anyway, the point is he goes back in time to save his mom from being killed and accidentally creates a world without superheroes. So I was like, ah, shit, kind of fucked up. So, you know, he's got to find someone. And it gets even worse when uh, General Zod from Man of Steel, the only good part of Man of Steel, if you ask me. Oh, my God. We're just, go, to, we're just going into spoilers, comes huh? Back to, comes, that's not spoiler. He's in the trailer. I mean, maybe. Oh, he's in the tra- look. No, he's in the trailer. If you get mad at that, that's on you. Zod is in the trailer. That is not a spoiler. Um, that information has been out there for a while. That um, the actor. But how great is it? We got Michael Shannon to come back as Zod. Yeah, Michael Shannon again. The only good part about that movie, he did a great job. He oh my god! It was really cool to see him as General Zod again. General Zod is probably the, one of the DCEU's best villains, and his performance is a major part of that. Um. Oh, I mean, we're kind of speeding ahead a little bit, but yeah. So Zod comes back and he's, you know, fucking the world up. He's like, oh shit. So they got to find a way to save the day and save the timeline and yada, yada, yada. And again, this story, there's a lot of elements to it. And I always felt like if you're going to do it, it should be like maybe the second or third movie to like really establish the Flash as a character, his origins, all the characters around him and whatnot, you know, get used to his world so that when it changes, it's, you know, it's, whoa, like, damn, it's wild. But actually, it's impactful. Exactly. Thank you. That's the word, impactful. But surprisingly, they did it really well here. You know, they even found a way for the movie to like be a, a I, I called it a stealth origin movie, you know, when I was talking to you, where we also, you know, through through the, the 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 events of the movie, we find out how this Barry got his powers. We kind of see, you know, you know how he developed his powers. You know, we kind of see where he was during certain specific early events of the DCEU, and I think they really did a good job with that. Um, and on top of that, uh, I gotta say, you know, I wasn't a big fan. I've never been a fan of this bit version of Barry Allen. I always thought, I, I get that maybe they were trying to make him, like, less cool and more down to earth to make him, like, maybe more relatable. I thought maybe that's what they were doing with him, but, like, he just came off as kind of annoying to me, but here, I liked him here. This I like Barry Allen here. You know, I wouldn't mind following this Barry Allen in, you know, some movies. He was, he was really good here. Yeah. Him being uh, Ezra Barry Miller. Allen, the character. Yeah, Ezra Miller does, uh, and it's they. Ezra Miller does a fantastic job pulling off two dual performances as um, Barry One and Barry Two is what I'll is what I'll I'll call them because they didn't really. Yeah, you, you could uh, you could almost call this movie the Speed Trap. No, I, I get a parent trap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Just I just came up with that it. one off the dome. I ain't even playing that one. Yeah, no, we can 
We can tell. We can tell everyone listening. Sorry about that. Anyway, but yeah, Ezra Miller does a great performance deli- uh, delivering um, Barry, the broken Barry, I- I'll-, I'll say, the one who's lost his father, who, who's, you know, he lost his father to the prison system, to the penal system, the justice system. And then we have the Barry who, uh, who didn't lose anything. He went on to live a normal, regular life without really much any tragedy. Not Did you even... say the penal system? The penal? Penal? What? What? penal? You said penal? Okay, penal, I was yes, about to say, what system. the hell kind of movie was you watching, bro? I thought you was watching the wrong Flash. I don't know what Flash you was watching. My bad, continue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, and then you really get to, you really get to see like how Ezra differentiates the the trajectory of the kind of sad life Barry lived kind of on his own and the um the regular kind of carefree life that um Barry too lives you know on, on campus going to college going on dates whereas you know when Barry one was was younger the same age as Barry two he, he was kind of just to himself kind of a workaholic and a lab rat and you know, very socially awkward. In this movie, Barry says he's a virgin. Like, Barry one, who's like, I'm guessing, either early 30s or very late 20s. He did? He said, he, yeah. In the very beginning, when, you, uh, you know. Okay, now I'm really wondering what version of Flash you was watching. No, Are you no, sure no. he was watching we, the right version? I, was, I yeah, don't remember it was, that part. It was, when he was, it, was, it was in the beginning when he was compelled to te- to say that. I must have missed that Remember? line. I'm, I must have missed that line. Uh, to be fair, they were they were talking pretty fast, so I, I don't. I must have missed that line. I, I okay. I'll I'll take your word for it. it. It was in the beginning with Batfleck. Batfleck and him were compelled to say some things that they wouldn't normally say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know the scene you're talking about, but I, I just don't remember that line. So I, I mean, I'll take your word for it, bro. I just <laughs> wow. Okay. I was I, I was like this. This is clearly an an awkward, sad man. Who just happens to be blessed with the gift of uh, running at super speed? Yeah, see, but that's what I'm talking about. It's like they, it's almost like they made him like a little too awkward. You know what I mean? Socially I mean, awkward. They, yeah. Yeah, like almost too much. But it was, but you know, it's, it was fine here. Like in the past, they've almost done too much. You know, it's almost like they made him autistic. He, he, like was he's on the spectrum. Coded, yeah. He, this version of Barry might be if he if if they straight up said it, I wouldn't be surprised. But his character is kind of coded that way. Yeah, he sure is. Um, hmm. But uh, yeah, this movie is full of great performances. Like I said, Ezra doing the dual thing, where one Barry is kind of you know very on the spectrum, the other is very outgoing. Very social, very you know, all almost annoyingly cool in a way. I guess probably more akin to how Ezra is in real life. And then we have the you know the return of Michael Keaton as Batman, and Jesus Christ, that make me happy. Um, I mean, from the from the moment we see him, I mean, I know who he was. And it, it kind of seemed uh, a little more tongue in cheek to me than I was anticipating uh, with the way we're introduced to him. But it was still cool to see Michael Keaton just return to a role after what 30, 31 years. Uh, the, the 80, sec- 89. Batman for no, he Batman. Oh, the right, right, right. Uh, returns. Yeah, returns. came out in ninety two, so it's been thirty one years. Um, that's monumental. And I mean, Michael Keaton's fucking seventy years old. Obviously, this man had, obviously, this man had stunt doubles and things. But I'm not this seventy-year-old. He, he, he looked good for seventy. I'm not gonna lie. He does. Look a day over I sixty. Mean, um, I don't know. That's. Oh, I mean, okay. Um, yeah, but I mean, for this seventy-year-old man. To step back into like maybe his most 
or a second most, but I'm probably I'm gonna say his most iconic role ever. Like it brought a little tear to my eye. For real. Because I mean, everyone on this on this channel should know. JT loves himself some Batman. JT's got Batman tattooed on both arms in in different uh art styles. JT's got a Batman uh collectibles, comics, t-shirts, you name it. I probably have it unless it's too expensive. Um, but that's because Batman 89 with Nicholson and everything, that was literally like a core memory. I think it's probably the first movie that I can actually remember seeing. And I know I was maybe two or three. So, so it's kind of a full circle moment for for me to see Michael Keaton return to this role. Um, and in modern time, I'm fucking 26 years old. I haven't seen him play Batman since I was like two or three. Yeah, you know, I, I was def I was happy for you, you know. Um, uh, as far as you know, my opinions on Michael Keaton's Batman. Um, I, I also feel I like mean, he was underutilized, though. Well, that's the thing about being quote unquote underutilized in a movie like this is you got to be careful because the name of the movie is The Flash. It, so it's about right. The Flash. So you know you can't do too much. You don't want to take too much focus. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like I was saying, um. His Batman, you know, he's he's never been my favorite Batman. Um, because around that time, you know, I was definitely way more into the animated series than his movies. I mean, like I mean, I but his know. movies inspire the animated series. Yeah, I know, but I I always preferred the animated series over his movies. Um he, he like when you watch his movies, I always felt like the villains were the more interesting part of those movies than Bat than his Batman was. Like Michael Keaton was cool as Batman, but you know, I just I don't know. He never left much of an impression on me versus like Batfleck or or even um Robert Pattinson, you know? Like both of them, I feel like made more of an impression as Batman to me. Michael Keaton, which again isn't to take anything away from Michael Keaton. He's you know his Batman is cool. He did a great job in that performance, and he was cool in here too. Um, but I'm I'm curious. I I since you're the bigger Keaton Batman fan than I am, did you as a big fan feel like like that Batman from those movies could have eventually grown and evolved to become the Batman we see in the Flash? Like, did you feel like? It was consistent. Do you even feel like it's the same Batman? Because honestly, for all we know, this could be a different universe. So I'm just curious how you, if you felt it was a. I know you like the performance. But I'm just curious if you felt like it was a, a a good like evolution of that character, that specific Batman. I uh I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily. I would I would not necessarily say it was what I would consider to be the most progression. The, the progression of the natural progression. Of Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne and Batman, um, I would imagine that once Alfred passed away, which you know that happened many many years ago, the actor, um, you know, he probably stopped taking care of himself. But I would not imagine that one he would inhabit a world that would have a Michael Keaton Zod, a Michael Shannon Zod, and two. It, it seemed like he was very, um, you know, it was a little more fan service than natural progression of, of the character. For me, like with the, uh, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts line. I or didn't want to be the one to say it, but you're not wrong. Or with the, uh, when he specifically lowers his voice and says, I'm Batman. Instead of speaking how he does it, like he speaks entirely different that whole movie. But that one line, he goes, I'm back. You, you, you he does those, his best you, to sound like uh, Christian Bale. You, you, know what, you know what those lines were? Those were applause service. lines. Well, yeah, yeah. Those were oh, applause yeah. lines. You know, that's, oh, the character said the line, applaud. Yeah, like him saying, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. It didn't even make sense in context. I was like, what? Why did you say that? I mean, it made, it made sense in context because, Not you know, me. If they, they wanted to break into a, a, a Siberian bunker with just a, a, 
a Flash who doesn't quite know how to use his powers and a regular guy and then Batman. I mean, it's it, it is crazy to think about. Like, I get you want to get nuts, but let's get nuts. But saying it like that, I mean, I get fan service, but it, I feel like the line was unnecessary. Like, I think saying I'm Batman would have been fine for fan service. I mean, Michael Keaton literally being back is the fan service itself. So I think that maybe some different lines um, to maybe show he he had become jaded. Um, he had he felt like maybe Gotham no longer needed a Batman since, you know, I guess the crime rate had gone down or whatever. I would like to have seen how that would have impacted his Batman more. Obviously, you know, we see him, he's he's fucking gruff, long as hair, beard. Um, again, looks kind of terrible, but whatever. Um, yeah. I'm happy I got to see him back. I'm I'm happy I got to see a lot of like cool new Batman iconography. Like with um I mean we've seen Batman flying before. I think what was it in Batman Returns, where he's you know, he's running from you know when Oswald is trying to frame him for that girl's murder. Um, but this takes it to a whole nother level. We see Batman jumping out of a plane um in the night sky and in the daytime. Um we see him fighting like fucking Arkham Knight Batman, which again feels a little like, okay, this man is definitely old. He's 70 years old. So if fucking Ben Affleck can't complain about something hurting from a Superman punching him or whatever, it's no way that uh, Michael Keaton's Batman wouldn't complain about, you know, coming out of retirement being old, saying, oh, yep, that hurts. That, yep, that hurts. Something like that. Something that makes sense for Batman's uh, dry sense of humor, since he's normally the straight man. Yeah. I, 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 see, I see where you're coming from. And, and I, I agree with you on on that part. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like he, like I said, he, he was cool. You know, it was fine. Um, again, it's flashpoints, right? So you need a Batman in there. Um, it was interesting that they decided to take it that route instead of having it be like um Negan or something, right? Being like the Batman who it's Bruce's that, dad. That was a that was in one of the scripts, and I I'm think that was that might have been in that might have been in Rick Famuyiwa's script. I'm not surprised. I, I mean, yeah, that's that's how the story goes in the books and in the animated adaptation so yeah I'm, I'm sure there's some draft right. out there where it was negan and he was the batman and he was bruce's dad but you know um the way they took it it's you know uh, it didn't bother me i mean that's when the adaptation is right you know sometimes some things they keep the same some things they change um yeah absolutely but uh what do you think about uh sasha kaya's supergirl uh oh uh well yeah i guess we're kind of jumping around a little bit but yeah uh oh, i sorry. think she did no, no, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, I think she did a really dope job. Um, I I said uh in the blurb blurb on YouTube that you know, uh the most the most famous Supergirl we have right now is Melissa Benoist's version from the CW show, and you know there's a lot of differing opinions on the show, but Melissa Benoist specifically, I think universally everyone pretty much likes her as Supergirl. It's She's just a very likable woman. Yeah, yeah, and she's a really talented actress. But the the issue is, her Supergirl wasn't Supergirl. Her Supergirl was girl, girl Clark. Lady Kent. Clark Kent. You know, yep. that's that's like literally, she's just Clark, but a girl. You know, or a woman, I should say. So that was that was the issue versus uh, Sasha. What's it? Kaye. Kaye, yeah. Sasha Kaye, very comic accurate. Supergirl is a warrior. She's a badass. She doesn't particularly care for people that much. You know, she's she's a hothead. Sasha Kelly definitely did a good job there. Like, this is a very comics-accurate Supergirl to me. And she did a good job with it. I, I wouldn't necessarily say she was a hothead. I definitely say she was... Uh, well, she had her moments of, like, rage. Uh, she had her moments of, like, like, intensity, for sure. Because, again, this is a, this is a character... And it's it's funny that you say that Melissa Benoist, her Supergirl was Lady Clark Kent, 
because Supergirl is basically a stand-in for Clark Kent in this uh, Flashpoint kind of movie. Um, because in that movie, uh, or that movie, the animated movie, and as well as the adaptation, Clark Kent's not Superman. Superman does not exist. Um, the the uh, Kal-El exists for sure, but the government got to him before... Um, the kids did and that's the same thing that kind of happens in this uh movie except sasha um played a um she played a supergirl who landed on earth but there was no kal-el and so she's the so she's the the science experiment that clark kent or sorry that kal-el was in um the flashpoint comics and the animated movie uh, right, you are. I actually watched the animated movie um a few a couple days ago. Um, still holds up pretty well. I think it's definitely one of DC's best animated films. And you know, comparing it to the Flash, um, I think both of them are really good adaptations of that story. Uh, as a matter of fact, the only bad adaptation, if you ask me, is the show, which I will be getting into <laughs> one of these days. Must we? Oh, thank God. <laughs> I mean, I guess you don't necessarily have to if you don't want to, but... Oh, you're going to review the entire series? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge myself to do it. I'm going to do it. The show is over, so it's the perfect opportunity to do it. I might have to split it into two parts, but I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get through it. You drive yourself crazy. Look, man, I fucking mainlined the entire Fast and Furious franchise in like four days. I can, I can handle The Flash. Yeah, I, it won't be an issue for me, you know. Uh, but yeah, well, you know, so both of us clearly like Sashi Kaye's Supergirl. Um, as far as the movie itself, I think this is the best The Flash has ever looked in terms of his powers being shown and what he can do with these powers. And I love the little things. So, like, The Flash obviously uses up a lot of energy when he runs, right? So, you know, right. he's constantly eating. So, I, you know, I kind of like how they kind of factored that into the movie, too. You know, he, he's, you know, he's, he's in fact, at the beginning of the movie, he's got to save. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually ridiculous the amount of things that are happening in the opening of the, just the opening. You got bad guys who, like, stole some, like, chemical running around Batman trying to catch him. You got a hospital breaking apart. You got babies falling out of windows. You got nurses falling out of windows. And at the same time, Flash is low on energy because it's the morning and he hasn't eaten yet. He's like, so I gotta save all these people and I gotta find some something to eat too, so I can actually run. It's like it's crazy, and I love the way they showcased it, you know. Because at the same time, while he's running, again that opening sequence, amazing one, one of my favorite superhero movie scenes I have ever seen. That entire opening sequence when he's saving all them falling babies and shit from the hospital, and he's like eating at the same time i mean now the cg babies were a little but you know it, it, again we were in an early they look like the baby from son of the mask oh i thought he was gonna say twilight shit even worse <laughs> well no they didn't look that bad some of the mask is about right they didn't look as bad as the twilight baby um, but yeah, man, that that I oh. love that scene so much. It was really cool seeing him like his super speed. He's moving faster and everything, and eating at the same time. And you know, just you know the way the creative way he's like saving those babies too. You know, does I, that I does really that cool. scene um that scene how does that compare to you from like let's say days of future past Quicksilver scene? How does that compare? Damn, that's a good question. Like which is better? Ooh, damn! Personally, I'm gonna say the Quicksilver scene is a little bit better, um, because this one is this one is, it all is a little more chaotic. Like the Flash, the Flash is a little more. There's chaotic. a lot more I mean, going on, yeah. There's a lot more going on, and with Quicksilver, he also can run like very fast, obviously, but um. The CG, it wasn't CG necessarily. It was, it, I think it was done better because it was literally people frozen, like it, I guess slow mo, like the camera was in slow mo. So you literally got to rearrange people. But this was kind of, this flash scene was more CG heavy. And I think their reliance on that 
as opposed to um, the slow-mo techniques that were used with Quicksilver, I think it demoted it a little bit. It took me out of it just a little bit. Yeah, I think I got to say the Quicksilver scene too. Like you said, uh, only because the CG and the flashing was a little, it, was, it wasn't horrible, but it was, it was a little dodgy. It was a little dodgy. Yeah, I also heard that uh, from from somebody we we both know who has seen it this week, which was the final cut, that the CG looked pretty much the same, especially the babies. Oh well, that's unfortunate. Well, you know, hey, yeah, I still like the scene. I still, I still, like I said, one of my favorite superhero scenes ever. You know, um, and again, like like I said, stealth origin story because we find out the way his powers work, and you know the the food thing, like I, I mentioned earlier. Um, he talks about how he can't move people. Well, he tries not to move people at super speeds because if he does, they throw up, which of course they would. You know, so yeah, we 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 find out little details about how his power works, what he can and can't do, what he should avoid. So you know, um, I I love how they did that. Even. Speaking of special effects, I like the way that him running so fast that he goes back in time. I like the way how it's presented in this movie, like he because he's running so backwards. Yeah, and it's 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 so creative. I really want to know. I want to pick the brain of the person who came up with this concept to where it's like moments of time is happening are 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 happening around him as he's running. Like it's it's almost kind of it's it's hard to explain. He's he's like he's like in a electrical orb, and he's it's almost like he's in a what are what are those things the, those uh that you the shake S- them and the... then snow globes. Uh, it's almost like it's yeah, almost yeah. like he's in a snow a little like a snow globe, and it, it's like moments Perfect of comparison. time are are like repeating around him, and like they're moving and shifting. It's 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 it's, it's kind of hard to describe, but if you've seen the movie and hopefully by the time you listen to this you, you've seen it um you know what i mean like yeah so how, how what did you think of the way like hidden going through time was like presented i like how it was called um the chrono bowl uh i thought that was that was like clever um but what is it he normally does it's called like what is it called the cosmic treadmill or something that he normally runs on yeah the cosmic treadmill so I guess the Chrono Bowl takes the place of the Cosmic Treadmill, and well, I thought that that was because the Cosmic Treadmill is what he is is you know even in the well, show. no no but keep in mind keep in mind the treadmill isn't what has him go through time it's just somewhere for him to stand while he's running so th- that that the treadmill could still show up it's just that this is yeah. like the second time this is the first time he's ever gone this far back in time. So obviously he doesn't have a treadmill. The treadmill doesn't help him travel through time. The treadmill is just so that he has somewhere to run and speed up fast enough to actually go through time. And it's interesting, the the difference here, because the Flash is going through past events. He's reversing time. It's much different than how his powers were displayed in Zack Snyder's Justice League when he was reversing, you know, the final act of, of that movie, where it was basically him just running super fast but everything was reversing backwards in front of him this one is everything is reversing backwards around him and i say that that word specifically because you'll you'll know what i mean when you see it it's you know it kind of reminds me of uh the what like the way the events are around him it reminds me of like a gladiator arena like each event, each event that's happened in his life is like a different person on a different level in the arena. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's actually yeah, that's a really good comparison to it. Yeah, like a gladiator arena. Holy shit! Yeah, that's really good. Um, and mind you, the CGI there is also not the greatest. They literally look like uh, really. I thought it looked okay there. Uh, there, in in that part. I I think I thought everything like in that scene apart from Barry looked super waxy like the the past events everything looked waxy. It wasn't until I like you looked in or you looked or you touched 
one of those until everything became clear. But it's before you get to it, like when you see everything around him, it, to me, it just appears very waxy. And I'm reading, you know, and hearing a lot on the internet that that kind of says the same thing. But I, I, again, I think the concept was very cool. I think the attention to detail with if Barry is reversing time, he's going to like run backwards. In a, to, yeah, he's running backwards. And that's a cool detail because if he's going to go forward into the future, he's going to run forward. If he's going to go backwards, he will run backwards. And that's cool. I think the coordination for that and the way they, they do that is, like you said, it's it's very dope. And I also would love to pick the brain of the people who came up, came up with these visual concepts. Yeah, man. Very creative. Uh, I, I just, I love the way it was presented. Um, but yeah, so he goes back in time, of course, saves his mom from being killed. But I guess oh yeah because he, he saved her by like just basically how do you do it he corrects the decision his mom made that yeah that would have either killed her life taken her life or um saved it yes um and of course that changes his but the thing is it doesn't just change the future it reverberates and changes the past as well you know so it no, causes those different events you know what's interesting, what? I, though? So, like, if that event didn't happen because, you know, of why it didn't happen, right? And then we know that Barry's dad, he, even this is just Flash Comics lore, this is Flash, even in the show, Barry's dad stumbles upon her, like, after she's already dead. So if this happens while Barry's dad is still there, did the assailant still come to the house? And he and he or he or she, they, whatever, were were shooed away, or like, or where both parents could have been killed. I don't know. I feel like they, there could have been different directions that could have happened. I feel like it still would could have been bad. Well, honestly. for all we know, Barry doing that caused that person to not even exist. Because keep in Barry mind, true. keep in mind, Barry doing that. Uh, well, actually, technically, well, no, no, yeah. Because if the if if the events of that world had taken place the without our Barry changing things, there wouldn't even be a flash. Right. So if who I think anyway did it did it, then there not being a flash also means there wouldn't be that person. Who do you think did it? You know what? Well, we we won't go into that. Yeah. I just feel like, but at the end of the day, you know, the emotional core of this film is. Uh, is Barry and his mom. Like, Barry's losing his mom also caused him to lose his father. And just like you say in your blurb, and just like I mentioned in my blurb, which is coming soon, uh, you know, this movie will have you motherfucking blasting Dear Mama by Tupac because, you know, the idea of one losing their mother, right? And then going back in time to prevent her from being lost, to realizing that it was a necessary sacrifice for things to work out the way they should. I mean, can you imagine gaining your mom back just to lose her again? I mean, that right there hits you in the feels. If you don't have a heart, this movie will 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 give you one, and if your heart is made is like ice cold, this will absolutely warm it up. That's the thing. I mean, when you see the scenes with Barry and his newly revived mom, it's like it's it's it gets to you, bro. Like I wasn't, I didn't go into the flash expecting to be like emotionally touched like that, but it was like, damn, this, this shit is it's hitting me, man. You know. Shit, I, I love my moms too. You know, it's like, oh, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. It's like it, it actually, the performances of the actors in the scene really gets to you. Like, it's it, you believe that's her kid, that's his mom. Like for real, like it's it's very well done. I like I said, I wasn't expecting this movie to move me like that, but it really did, bro. You know. Yeah, and um. Mm. 
I think it was cool that they made Barry um, Latino. That's because that's what he is in this movie now. Barry's oh yeah, Loki. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I heard his mom speak, and I was like, oh okay, I get, I get Barry. Uh, Barry's a white Latino now. Okay, interesting. He's Let's, a. Let me look up the actress's man. name real quick. Uh, I have her name. Her name is Maribel Verdu. Maribel Verdu, yeah, she did. She did a really great job, man. Um, it's you see why Barry is willing to just fuck up the timeline for him, man, to get his mom back. Like, yeah, it was, it, it was a really, it was a really great performance, and we don't even really yeah. see like that much of her. I think she has probably like maybe ten minutes total of screen time, if that. But you know, right. she makes an impression, you know. Yeah, and she has to because she's she is the the motivation behind Barry's actions. And if there's no proper motivation, then that takes you out of the movie right there, you know. But obviously, uh, sons and mothers have a very special relationship, um, and you could just tell that there was a lot of chemistry between young Barry and uh, Maribel, as well as you know, current or yeah, current age Maribel slash Nora and current day Barry like you could see and there was just so much love and heartbreak in his eyes um and Ezra really pulled that off especially um the later scene between them uh I'm, I'm not gonna you know what I'm talking about like in the um absolutely yeah 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 the yeah, later yeah. scene between them oh man uh heartbreaking man you want to shed a tear if I wasn't, if I wasn't, if I wasn't so hard, I might, I might have started crying right there, man. Nate, pause. <laughs> what? What? Oh, see, now, you, you made it dirty. That's not what I meant. That is not what I. You know, that's not what. I meant. What did you mean? You know, like you huh? Know, t- you tough. said you said tough. I wasn't that's so hard. Tough, you, you, nigga. You know, you know what? I don't even have to explain <laughs> myself to you. People listening know what I meant. All right, they know exactly. They? What I mean. Yes, that's the thing. You know, it was a very touching scene. It's it was a very it touching. Scene. It was a very touching scene. Uh, um, oh. the special effects and the fight scenes were really cool too. The the big ass battle between uh Zod and his armies and Super and the U.S. Girl. military. Yeah, yeah, the U.S. military. The two flashes. Speaking of which, how did you feel? Like as far as the performance of like younger Barry. Uh again, I thought younger Barry was mad annoying. I thought younger Barry was very entitled. Younger Barry reminded me of like a modern day version of the Big Lebowski, the dude. Um, he seemed to be very uh affluent and the very dude? Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I got very modern day Big Lebowski vibes from like younger Barry too. Absolutely, okay. right. not 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 a comparison I would expect, but all right. Um, again, he was also kind of annoying, uh, but they were both <laughs> annoying in their own way. Like Slow Barry was kind of like abrupt. I mean, Slow Barry, Barry one was very. Abrupt yeah, I was, a, point. I was about to say, bro, you better call him something else. Jesus Christ, Slowberry. Jesus, come on, man. Uh, sorry. I mean, he did become slow. <laughs> yeah, physically. But... <laughs> I could call I mean, him Slowberry. Jesus Christ, man. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Not at all. Oh my god, oh. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, I'm gonna be laughing about that one for a while. They could call him Slowberry. Oh, <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was okay. Fuck you. Um, he was he was just like the antithesis of what like main timeline Barry was. He was cool. He, he had friends. He wasn't necessarily socially awkward, but he definitely seemed like he you know probably tried at least. One dose of every drug on campus. But At the least thing one. is, but the thing is, I think younger Barry was supposed to be annoying to an extent. You know, he's immature, 
This is uh the our berry has got to be like mid twenties. This berry is only eighteen, so yeah, it, it, you know, uh, I think and it was definitely meant to be a contrast. Oh, this is how Barry's personality would be if his mom was never killed versus who he is now, right. which is like like a just a walking ball of of anxiety and self doubt, you know. So and I, right. you know, so I, I like how they did that, you know, that contrast between the two berries. You know, if he had his mom, you know, he, you know, he'd be laid back, he'd be chill, you know, hey, what's up? Yo, I'm the flash, baby, you know, yeah, I run fast. What's up? You know, you know, cool berry versus slow berry. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Um, and honestly, even even younger berry, even younger berry has a character arc in this movie. And where he ends up is very different from where he started. And honestly, where he ends up is heartbreaking. It like it really is. I, I don't want to go too much into detail, but like when when he's trying to he's trying because he's trying to do something because he finds something out. He, you know, he finds out, you know, what happens in the life of our Barry. So he's like, I, I I don't want that to happen. So he's just trying hard over and over. And it, it it's heartbreaking. Like Cause you just see, he's you know, a kid. You, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you, you know, you gotta remember he's only 18. He's, you know, he's basically, I mean, legally an adult, but basically but a kid, you know? I think, but I think the reason, so I think there is cover behind it. I think that Barry too is using like his mom dying, even though she's not technically dead yet as cover, but he, his real motivation is because somebody else dies in this movie uh, over and over and over again. And he can't stop it. Obviously, I think he was starting to get be attracted. Um, oh no, know. no, no! I don't even think it was a cover. I think I mean it was probably like all, all of them, really, all all three of the people that you're thinking of. I, I think it was it was, it was yeah. about all of them, and it's not even really yeah, a cover. I, it was just... I think it, uh, Barry too. This like where he ends up being. It just is a reflection of how obsessive Barry one could have been. You know what I mean? Um, and it's just like it, like you said, it is sad that he goes through all that. Um, he starts as such a kind of regular quirky dude, and you know he ends up being you know what he is by uh, the end of the movie. I think it's. I think it's. Yo. It, yeah. Slowberry kind of messed his whole life up, low key. God damn it. It's not for real. Where he ends up is sad as hell, dude. But yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I even love where they took that, like that little. I guess not really a little character, but even that character was kind of like a side character. Where he ends up is really well done and really well written. Uh, Chris, Christina Hodson is the name of the screenwriter, correct? That is correct. She also wrote Birds of Prey. And uh, the 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 movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cause she she did a really good job with the writing in this movie. Honestly, fucking five out of five for that writer. <laughs> five out of five personally to Christina Hodson because this was a very well written movie. Oh, absolutely! And Christina Hodson moving forward is going to be a major collaborator with James Gunn in terms of uh, writing and shaping the stories that will be coming. From the future DC universe, uh, or Good. the future DC studios. Good. Keep her on retainer, cause she, cause she was able to say. Cause keep in mind, this movie went through a lot, bro. Fucking director changes, script changes, issues with cast members, like a whole a pandemic. Like this movie went through a lot. It's honestly, it's astonishing and a miracle that it even wound up being as good as it is. Right. I mean, yeah. It's, without a doubt, this movie, being as good as it is, uh, CGI aside, um, this movie is a, a real tour de force. It pulls on your heartstrings. It's got some great action. Um, it's got some great callbacks. It's got some some pretty dope ass cameos that we haven't we we won't discuss really in depth because again, that's a spoiler. But and. It's not really worth talking about. I mean, it is, but it isn't, you know? Uh, I, but some um, of those cameos... I hadn't... I had... I have an issue with some of those cameos. Um, I, I can't really say, because if I do, it's kind of a spoiler. When I was watching it in the movie, 
I was I wasn't I didn't think about it just because you know I was having such a good time watching the movie because I was really enjoying the movie, but like until someone pointed it out to me and then I was like oh yeah shit I guess that is kind of a little messed up, but like you know I I I don't want to go into details because it is kind of a spoiler but I I did kind of have an issue with some of those cameos. Oh, okay, and we can talk about that off off uh, mic, but uh, I thought you know. They were, they were cool. Again, they were they're, uh, they're all part of um, nods to the the grand, the elves, DC EU, the DC universe, past, present, you know, whatever. And I was like, oh wow, especially one, which I think everybody was kind of like, wow, they did that. You was like, oh, well, wow. actually, probably two. Oh, okay. Oh, no. It was a two for one and then a singular one. I was like, whoa, that's uh, okay. They did that. But yeah, I, I mean, think... it, 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 oh, yeah, the one was one came, it was like, oh my God, I almost can't believe they did that because that's such a, I feel like that cameo was such a. That very... was absolute fan service. That yeah, was 100%. That's, that's niche. That's niche as hell. There's gonna be a bunch of people that are gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Like they're not even gonna get it. But yeah, that that's oof. That's a niche one. Yeah, I mean, because only fanboys like you and me even know the history behind um, that cameo. What what happened and what didn't happen. So it was. I, I thought it was cool. Again, it was it was niche for me because I know the information. I know the backstory, but. Outside of that, this movie is fucking top-notch DC. This movie is, this is in the the, the top tier of the DC EU films. Like, you know, from start to finish, you're feeling something. You're happy. You're smiling. You're rooting for Barry. You're rooting for Batman, Sasha, Kaye, Supergirl. You, you know, and then you get a great nod to um to well not not even nod. You just know that there's a future. There's a future um, that's coming for the DC universe at the end of this movie. And I'm excited. Same here, man. I mean, I think this is a movie um, that will be heavily, heavily, heavily compared to Across the Spider-Verse, which came out at the time of this recording last week. Um. It's, it's going to be, and Flash comes out officially in theaters uh, this, well, technically next week, but, you know, whenever this comes out. So it, it, it's, I don't know if that's going to work to its, if it's going to work against it or to its benefit, but it's, they do, the movies share a lot of similarities, not even just on the multiverse tip, but like on the saving family tip, like, oh, this has to happen in order for this to happen. And they both, then these movies seemingly handle that in different ways, which I also find to be very right. interesting. So yeah, it's, right, it's, right. it's going to be very, very heavily compared to Across the Spider-Verse. So I do want to see how that conversation goes um, online and, you know, in real life and, you know, just between fans in general. Um, and I, it did, it ended, but it, it ended on a high point. Um, this movie actually... And I find it interesting, this movie, the villain isn't even, to me, the villain isn't Zod, necessarily. The, no, the main villain, villain is... of this movie, it's, it's and I, I love when superhero movies do this, because, you know, it's easy to make a villain, you know what I mean? Just, oh, you know, pick one of the bad guys from the comic book and then, you know, make, you know, write them well, cast a really dope actor, cool. I would almost say the villain of this movie is Barry himself. You know? Yeah, it's his actions, his careless actions. Yeah, and I love how they did that, you know. Um, it, in some cases, it manifests itself in different ways, too. But yeah, I love that they did that. Um, I kind of wish we saw an appearance from my boy, uh, Grant. Cavill. Oh. What? Well, no, I was about to say, well, Cavill was fine. He... It, my issue with Superman's in in the DCU was never Cavill. Cavill was an okay, was a fine casting, but yeah, I, I do wish we got to see Grant though. Maybe he'll be in the final version. I don't know. I hope. But, not. I don't. Yeah, 
Why, why are you hating on Grant? Yeah, our, our, the one we saw, we didn't get any um, end credit scenes. So we're not even going to talk about those because we have no idea what they are. I don't know. But I, I do, do hope he showed up. Oh, you, well, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Um, <laughs> I just wish we got to saw Grant. You know, they could have shown Grant in that one scene. That would have been cool, man. Especially, you know, since spoilers for um, the TV version of Crisis on Infinite Earths even though it's like three, four years old at this point, but whatever, spoilers. Especially since Miller's Flash showed up in there, you know, it would have been cool to see Grant. They could have even done a little callback to that scene at some point, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, uh, to me, for me, my rating, uh, four and a half out of five. Four and a half out of five. Uh, I would agree. I would, since I think I had, we're two for two, or are we three for three? Um, but I, I as agree. far as I matching on ratings, yeah, I think uh, um, that this is a this is a um, a solid four and a half out of five. You know, again, it has a lot of of the right stuff. It has, you know, for me because I'm a big fan, the perfect amount of fan service, maybe a little too much, but perfect amount of fan service, action, drama, um, you know, comedic beats, and I appreciate it even more because the comedy unlike most MCU movies, never uh, supersedes the emotion. And that was paramount. That's always going to be paramount to me, that I feel something outside of just laughter and chuckling. So this movie did that in spades. Um, yeah, I think this is a great, like, uh, what is it called? This is a great uh, issue zero for the DC Universe movies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where it ends, like I said before, I, I see why they had this story be the one to kind of like soft reboot the DCEU for James Gunn's new vision for it. And hey, I, I think the DCEU is in good hands. I'm ready for more good DCEU movies because I'm tired of this weird perception that I don't like DC. I probably liked DC before I liked Marvel, honestly. Uh, I mean... I just want DC to be better. It's not, you know, that's just that's how I want DC. You know, that's that's, that's okay. So you. It's okay to I want just, consistent want to be quality. Yeah, it's okay know. to want better and and want consistent quality. That's fine. I, I'll never fault you for that. Yeah. In fact, like I said, I'm pretty sure I like more DC DC movies than non than than I don't. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm just I'm really. I don't know, man. It's weird. This this movie d just gives me such a like a good feeling. Like it just makes me happy. Like thinking about, I just I really enjoy this movie. It's crazy, you know. I don't because I I I was you know I wasn't I wasn't trying to be a Debbie Downer. I was just I was kind of I was cynical. On and honestly, I feel like I was justified because there's a lot of stuff going on with this movie behind the scenes stuff and pandemic stuff and getting pushed back and script changes. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of worried. But they did it. They did the damn thing. I see why everyone... I was seeing so many online reactions. Oh, this is a great movie. Best movie I've ever seen. Oh, da -da 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 -da. I'm like, oh, no, man. It just made me more cynical. But you know what? I see th those reactions were justified, honestly. I, I it, it, was, it was a really dope movie. Um, uh, oh, that's yeah. it. you have any uh, final comments before I do the little pluggables? No, I, I mean, yeah, always... Uh... Folks, this is, you know, this is another movie you need to go see. This is another movie for the summer. Uh, I would be lying to you if I didn't say this was my most anticipated movie of 2023. Like, nothing else was was at the top besides this. Like, nothing... It, it might have even taken up the first three spaces, if I'm being honest. So, to be satisfied the way I was, um, it, it's rare because most... Some DC movies have their faults. Some uh focus more on spectacle than story and that can work but it won't always and this one had the perfect balance and so if you are hesitant because the DC movie and oh I only fuck with Marvel Marvel's always produces the best shit well Love and Thunder came out did not do well Ant Man and the Wasps came out did not do well like, so Love I and Thunder say, Wait, hold on. Ant-Man 3 did didn't do well? No, it did not. Did. No, it didn't. It had a great opening weekend, but it lost money. Anyway, uh, uh, 
I say all that to say that um, every franchise has its down time, right? Um, I think this is the beginning of an upward trend for DC, if I'm being truly honest. Now that James Gunn is at the helm, he's leading DC Studios, at least creatively, I think we are in for some great, consistent uh, DC content. Um, just stay tuned, but definitely go see this movie. It's a 4.5 for both of us. How often do we agree? Not often. So go see it. Out of five. <laughs> Very important that you say out of five. Oh, did, did <laughs> you have 4.5 out of five? <laughs> oh, 4.5 out of 10. God damn, this must be some bullshit. Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, man, follow us anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, etc., etc., etc. Follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok. I think that's everything. Yes, that's everything. Uh, leave a comment, subscribe, uh, press the little heart button. I don't know what you call it. I don't press the little add sign, notification bell, everything. Yes, yes, all that good stuff. Um, uh, yeah, bro, that's it. Um, until next time, peace. <laughs>